Welcome back or welcome to the Waterski Podcast for episode 64, another, the second episode of uh, what I dubbed as Swerve Psychology, so a bit of sports psychology applied to water skiing, titled The Wear of Focus Attention. So we'll be discussing a little bit about focus. Before we do that, I want you to know that this episode of the Waterski Podcast is brought to you by the Real Frequency College Consulting. If you're a parent of a collegiate-bound water skier, this is an exciting and stressful time. It's common to become overwhelmed with the admission process, college research, deadlines, essays, and picking up the perfect college ski club culture. Let's face it, they're, they're all pretty, pretty awesome. Um, are you and your student making the best decisions to increase success and mitigate risk? Real Frequency College Consulting is with you every step of the way. With weekly contact and face-to-face consultation, Real Frequency ensures your student is held accountable so that you don't have to. Real Frequency offers comprehensive college reports on over 6,400 institutions and extensive info for NCWSA-affiliated schools. Real Frequency is there for career path guidance, the connector of internship and career research. As a result, your student graduates on time with a career, so they can afford to pull you skiing behind their boat sooner. Real Frequency also offers financial planning from a college economic specialist and access to your own very admission essay specialist. And there is so much more. This process can feel like running your hardest pass. Let Real Frequency take on the stress of admissions so that you can enjoy the course. You can go to realfrequency.com, that's R-E-A-L frequency.com, or you can call 509 992-2888 and schedule your free consultation. Real frequency. The stress isn't worth it, but a college consultant is. Now, you can um, mention TWSP or Matteo is the man when you go for your first consultation and you can receive 6% off or for 6 to 12 months benefit. So again, TWSP or Matteo is the man and you receive 6% off. Now, why did I want to do a, uh, an episode about focus? And uh, full disclosure, there will be more episodes about focus because it's a very important mental skill. But what I want to touch on today is something that I have touched on in the past um, with Marcus I even wrote about it uh, on Waterski Magazine a few years ago, but it's the wear of focused attention, namely the location of our focus, of where we pay attention to. Now, broadly speaking, you can think of two uh, locations or two places where you can put your attention. You can put your attention inward, um, internal, say, Um, And that would involve, say, your thoughts. It would involve, um, particularly when it comes to learning new movements, to the part of your body, right? So you can think of 
where my arm is, where my wrist is, where my legs are, where my head is. So that would still qualify uh, as an internal locus of attention. Now, the external locus of attention would be in reference to, say, uh, your ski or your handle or the position of something in the environment relative to you, okay? Um, so that would be, say, a buoy or where you are in comparison to the ramp. Now, why are these important? The reason why they're important is that there's a lot of research uh, originally started by Gabby Wolf showing that if we learn a new motor skill, uh, paying attention externally rather than internally, not only do we learn this skill faster, but we also tend to uh, do it more consistently and especially do it more consistently under pressure situations. Now, this sounds amazing, right? So if you had this great, say, movement on your upswing, so from wakes to buoy, you would certainly want to keep that at your hardest passes or even better, at your hardest passes during a competition. Um, but then the challenge becomes, what do I focus on, right? And I think that's a bit of the issue with this, um, with this whole idea of focusing externally. You have to be a little bit creative to think of how you pay attention externally. So let me give you an example, maybe from another sport, just so that we are clear. Um, let's think about golf, say. So you can, uh, if you're approaching a swing, you could try to focus on your body, right? So the rotation of your torso, the position of your wrists, or you could focus on the face of the club, right? And the angle that that has to have. Now, of course, with different angles come different movements of your body. But the whole idea is that you don't focus on your body. Instead, you focus on the consequence of the movement that your body does. Okay. Um, so let me give you maybe a, a slalom example to, to understand it better. Uh, you could think, say that you want to increase your lean behind the boat, right? You could think about, you know, bringing your body away from the boat. Um, or you could think about having the ski more under the line. Now, those things tend to happen together, right? So the more you lean, the more the ski is going to be under the line but it would be more beneficial if that's your goal of leaning more to think and try to focus on getting the ski more under the line. Um, now, this is where it becomes a little bit of a challenge in terms of creativity. But I can tell you that in the last, what is it, 25 years that Dr. Wolf started to do this research, uh, they have been super creative with how they... Uh, figured out a way to focus externally. So an easy example would be, say you are on a, on a balance board, something like a, an indoor board, for those of you that are familiar with it. Now, you can 
in order to balance on the board, you can think about, you know, swinging your hips and maybe maintaining your head straight, or you can focus on the angles and the position of the board in relation, say, to the roller. And there have been good studies showing that especially for balance tasks, um, focusing externally leads to better balance. Another example, which is a little bit more of an extreme example, is um, basically propulsion or, or power. There have been studies showing that if a runner thinks about pushing the ground down rather than raising their knees, notice external versus internal, that runner tends to run statistically significantly faster than the one that thinks about raising their knees. So the ability of focusing externally to improve performance has been shown on a variety of motor aspects. So balance, accuracy, uh, power. So I think it's, it's undeniable in my opinion that it needs to be brought to the attention of some, someone who water skis, right? Because you have all those components. You have balance, you have power, strength, and you have accuracy. Now, the inventive here comes into how do I think about something external rather than where my hips are, right? And you have to be creative, right? So you're trying to get stacked, say, right? Which, you know, everyone has their own idea about how one achieves stack, but there seems to be consensus that having a stacked position behind the body is a good thing. Um, your body has a certain relationship to the ski and to the handle, right? In order for you to be stacked. And it'd be suggested, say, to think about where those external things are as opposed to where your body should be, parts of your body should be, in order for you to reach the stack, right? Um, or an easy example could also be, say, um, if you're trying to, in tricks, say, you're trying to advance more towards the boat, well, thinking about the toehold in toes, you getting closer to the toehold would be one example of how you can think about the same objective but in, with an external locus of attention. Now, this is where the creativity of coaches has to come into play, right? And trying to devise ways of paying attention that are not about the, the limbs, the, the shoulders, right? The, the parts of our body, but more so somewhere external. Now, the great thing is that recent terminology is differentiated among different kinds of external attention. So you can think about the handle the ski um, as external things that you actively interact with, like the club, uh, the face of the club in golf, say. But you can also think of your relationship, like the, the special relationship that you have with a target. And that is also shown to be a good way of focusing externally, leading to a lot of the same results um, that more of a proximal face of the club position of the handle can have and so there the examples start to be uh, 
wider for water skiers, particularly in slalom and jump, where you can focus on the, on the distance and relationship that you have with the ramp or with the gates or with the buoy that you're about to turn or the five, six, seven hundred buoys in, in jump. And so the, and of course, the other one is the relationship you have with the boat that we keep hearing a lot, especially recently about where you are in your upswing or in your downswing compared to the boat. So the creativity of the skier, and I would defend also the creativity of the coach comes into play when you have to think, okay, how do I achieve or how do I make my athlete achieve that particular position of their body without having them focus on their body, right? And it's, I, I fully understand. Sometimes it's going to be very challenging. But rest assured that there are almost three decades of an extensive line of research showing that if you manage to have your athlete learn that movement, by thinking about the handle, the rope, the, the boat, the buoy, something that is not their hips or their shoulders or any of those movement of, of those internal uh, locus of attention, um, well, they might learn that faster. They might um, do it more often and more consistently. And especially, they might do that more under pressure. And the other neat thing about this is that they will have to think about it less, right? So there's a sense in which if you focus internally, namely on parts of your body, you are more likely to get those movements disrupted by thought as opposed to having an external focus of attention. So focusing on something external those thoughts that creep in in uh, pressure situations are less likely to happen if the athlete has learned that movement externally. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's the little nugget that I wanted to give you today. I hope um, it will get your, your wheel spinning about how you can think about whatever it is that you're working on on your skiing from an external locus of attention. Um, and if you can't, maybe it is worth, you know, uh, thinking about internal locus of attention at first, but as you're learning that particular technique or movement, strive to see how even just the position of the handle, right? The angle of the handle, how distant it is from you, how distant you are from the boat, how those things affect the position of your body and then try to focus on those. All right, that's it for today. Second episode of Swerve Psych. Uh, more to come, more to come. If you have any ideas or you, you want to hear more about sports psychology in water skiing, just shoot me an email. Um, let me know your thoughts. Matteo at thewaterskipodcast.com. I'll see you next week with a new episode. Do 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 do